Opinion polls aimed at trying to find out what voters are likely to do next year consistently indicate that the ANC could drop below 50% the, th- the threshold for staying in power. The latest poll is by the Brentist Foundation and it indicates that South Africa is more than likely than ever to have a coalition government following the 2024 elections. And joining me to discuss the survey is Ray Hartley. So lovely to see you again, Ray, the research director at the Brentis Foundation. Hi, Ray. Um, so what does this poll say about the ANC's grip on power? It seems to be slipping fast. Uh, you know, we did a, a, a similar poll. We used the same questions 12 months ago, end of 2022. In that poll, the ANC was at 48%. And it's now at 41%. So that indicates, I think, just the impact of load shedding in particular, which has been heavy over the last year. I think when we did that poll, we were just entering the heavy phase of load shedding at the end of 2022. And it's almost been load shedding every day since then. And the impact of that, I think, on people has been enormous and on their attitudes. And particularly the inability, the seeming inability to fix it. So that's quite a stark number in the poll. There, There is a new stat in the poll, which is an amalgamation of all the parties that are part of the multi-party coalition. And if you look at their numbers, they're up from a year ago marginally, from 34 to 36%. So what's quite interesting there is that you had a 14-point gap between the ANC and the and the multi-party coalition a year ago. That's down to five points now. You know, it, it starts to raise the question of, first, uh, what will happen if more parties join that multi-party coalition and add a few percentage points here and there? And if the slide continues for the next six months heading into the next election, there could be a very competitive election. Well, we can also watch some examples overseas because in Poland that just happened. So, do you think South Africa yep. is keeping people are keeping a watch on that uh, to see how it works? And also, if you look at some of the chaos in um, the m- municipalities, that might not be so good for coalition. But you think that people are actually thinking coalition might be a solution? Yeah, I think that there is still a very strong feeling amongst uh, people polled that they would accepted or like a coalition government. And I think it's related to sort of let's get together and fix this seems to be the the mentality behind that. They don't want to see people bickering and fighting and splintering. They want to see people getting together and trying to do something about this. So I think that's what that multi-party coalition set out to do to say, look, we're getting together and we're putting all that stuff aside and look what happened with those municipalities. We don't want that to happen at the national level. So the message has been pretty well received. One of the interesting statistics here is that um, 24% of those polled said they would consider voting for an opposition party following the launch of the multi-party coalition. So it's it's early days, and obviously the multi-party coalition has got a lot of work to do, because frankly, I mean, their public you know 
impact has been very low. They're not ready in the media. They don't get their message out. They, they are, however, working a lot behind the scenes on trying to get themselves onto the same page. So it's, it's interesting times, as always, for South African politics. Well, you said that some more might join. I think the ACDP has since joined. And Songezo Zibi, Horizon Zanzi, he doesn't want to be part of it. But yeah. you know, could it make a difference that somebody like him might eventually, maybe after the election, be part of a pact? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Musimai Manin might join from what I hear. I'm not sure if he's made a decision. You know, I think it just adds to that thing of the best and the brightest getting together to try and solve the problem. Although I wouldn't apply that description to everyone in the multi-party coalition. I'm not going to mention names. You know, there's just a bit of momentum, I would say. You know, there was an expectation that, oh, well, it's going to be like the Joburg City Council. It'll be a couple of weeks and they'll be at each other's throats and the whole thing will just collapse into a, you know, and then now it's, it's been quite a few months and been more than six months or six months and it's kind of held together. You um, also looked at other issues. One of the surprising results that what more respondents believe that the ANC is the party most effective at governing and they polled 30% just ahead of the DA. That, that's a surprising result. So, you know, I think there's another way of looking at it, which is saying that that is below their poll figure. So 41% say they'll vote for them, but only 30% say they are the most effective at governing. It tells you that there are other factors, loyalty, you know, what whatever else playing into it. And that the DA has 29%, which is, again, above the 23% that it's polling. Uh, so there are people in other parties who think that it is, it is most effective. And I think that probably relates to the Western Cape and Cape Town, which are seen as, we, we did some research on that as well, which show up very strongly as the best governed province and city. So it's quite an interesting statistic. It suggests that it's... It's a little bit out of kilter. People aren't necessarily being or rationally allocating their vote based on performance. So probably more on emotion. Yeah. Or history. Yeah. I think there's quite a lot of that playing into it. So loyalty, I voted for them in five elections. I'm giving them another chance. You know, that kind of thing. Um, you also tested the opinions on BRICS. Yeah, that was also fascinating. We expected there to be a huge bump for BRICS following the summit. And BRICS does show up. It shows that more people believe that it's in South Africa's economic interests, 40%, to have the association with the West and other democracies compared to BRICS. So, you know, it hasn't quite ignited the public imagination, I think, in the way that President Ramaphosa believed it would. There was also a poll on how people feel about the private sector handling infrastructure. And yeah. so what was your results there? Yeah, I think there is a, a great deal of openness amongst people wanting the private sector to get involved. You know, it's it's pretty solid, solid number and it's rising compared to a year ago. 
So, you know, I think there's, again, this desire of like, let's, let's get together and fix this now, you know. Um, people are less interested in whether there's privatization or nationalization. They want to see some kind of cooperation working together. And I think, you know, it's quite a big signal for government because I think the ANC often thinks that there's a political obstacle with its constituency to bringing the private sector into infrastructure development and so on. And actually there isn't. Polls generally, your sample is normally quite small, so people would obviously say, yeah, but does this mean anything? And polls are always wrong. I mean, the elections prove polls are wrong. So what do you say about that? Yeah, I think what we've done here is, well, we've got a decent sample. It's 1,500. But more importantly, it's telephonic and it's interview-based. So we have people working out of a experienced polling company in London. So they're not connected to any party in South Africa because the South African, a lot of the South African pollsters are doing work for one or other of the parties. And that can, you know, could possibly tell the way they would do things. So we, we use a company in London called Sabi and they, they use telephonic interviews, and they're 15-minute-long telephonic interviews. So we think you get a pretty qualitatively good result out of that. Do you expect things to change? Are you going to poll again, or would that, that only be after the election, so there's no point in polling in a year's time? Yeah, I think um, we would consider it, depending on, on what the climate is like. But I think this is reasonably close to the election, there should be some variation definitely by the election, but not substantial. So do you think overall that the ANC is losing its grip on power? You've watched the elections like I've done for many yeah, years. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think that there's always this expectation that there's going to be some kind of momentous shift in an election and, and so on. And I think these things are slower than people think. So, for example, uh, it's pretty clear that Gauteng and KwaZulu-Natal will join the Western Cape as provinces that are governed by the opposition. So, you know, that in itself is quite a substantial erosion of the, the ANC's base, political base. And I think they will be looking for coalition partners. So that represents quite a big shift. And, I mean, the democratic effects of political competition uh, shouldn't be underestimated. You know, if these things happen and the ANC is governing in a coalition, I think they're going to become a lot more focused on delivering results and on trying to get claw back their position, their political profile in the country. And it should make them better. And the opposition obviously would then think that they could win the next election. So the, the rise in political competition makes everyone better, makes everyone more focused. Well, President Ramaphosa has in other polls, he always comes out quite well. You didn't test how people feel about him, did you? Yes, we did, actually. We did some oh. favorability testing, mm -hmm. and his favorability is actually in decline. So he polls, he has the highest favorability of South African politicians. So the favorability was 48 and that has declined to 42. So it's still a point above the party, which is interesting. Julius Malema's favorability has risen 
from 25 to 31, which I think is quite interesting. The EFF was very smart this year. They used their birthday celebration to run a mini election campaign, essentially. They had posters across the country, events, and then they had the great big shindig at uh, FNB with the rising stage and all of the channels televised this and so on. And I think it's led to a bump for them. Whether that will survive until the election, I'm not sure, but uh, they certainly are rising. So how much have their sport grown in the past year? So they have risen from 11 to 17 on our poll. It's quite a substantial uptick. That's a more than 50% improvement. Um, so what does the rise of the support in, in the EFF mean? And would it open more possibilities for them to form a coalition with the ANC? Yeah, I think it definitely puts them more towards the center stage. And, you know, the thing is, if the ANC falls dramatically to around 41, it's first going to look for a single coalition partner because that's a much more simple and straightforward way to, to take back or to retain power. And the EFF will offer them that now, I think, pretty comprehensively. It'll offer them a good majority. Um, they'll have a coalition of two parties, in this case, with a 58% majority. So the temptation will certainly be there. There's no love lost between Julius Malema and Cyril Ramaphosa. But Paul Mashatile, on the other hand, the deputy president, has indicated that they should consider this. It would be pretty dire for the country, in my view, because it would there would be a pound of flesh, and the EFF is likely to insist on senior government positions. They'll probably take a shot at getting the deputy presidency, for example. But also policy-wise, you know, they came so close and yet disagreed on the expropriation of land clause they might resolve that in the EFF's favor, for example, as one of the one of the negotiating points in this discussion. Can we talk about the role of the Brentus Foundation as a election monitor? You've mo monitored several African elections. Yeah, so part of what we try to do is to encourage democracy because we believe that's essential to economic growth and development in Africa. So we've been taking observer teams to elections. I just got back from the Liberian election this last week, and uh, former President Kalema Motlante was the head of that mission. And, uh, you know, it's part of building, really, an understanding and developing an understanding amongst African political leaders that and others that we have on, this, on these missions of democracy at the coalface, you know, during an election and how it works and so on. So just contributing to, to strengthening democracy. So we've done missions in Somaliland, which was a fascinating one and very different. Kenya we did last year as well, and Lesotho, and also an interesting election. And will, you will be monitoring the South African elections, I see. We're considering it. Um, it's a, quite a vast operation, and it's pretty well monitored. But we might do a targeted monitoring of the election the smaller team. Well, we'll be interested to see what other surveys um, reveal. Um, Ray Hartley from the Renters Foundation. Thank you so much. Thank you.